Well, this is going to be a real treat for today's guest on the 2003 championship look back here with Gresh and Fourier. The friends of Fourier, I'll tell you, Christian has developed unbelievable relationships with people because we have talked to guys like Lonnie Paxton. We talked to Charlie Weiss. And joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to look back on that 03 championship season was the defensive coordinator who just one year later in 04 would leave to go be the head football coach of the Cleveland Browns. We welcome in Romeo Cronell to Gresh and Fourier to look back on that 03 season. Romeo, good afternoon. Thank you for making some time for us. How are you? Hey, I am doing good. There you Sounds go. like you guys are doing well also. Oh yeah, we just had some pizza dropped off too, Romeo. So we've been—I've been trying not to eat it so I can stay focused on this on this discussion we're about to have with you. Very preoccupied. <laughs> All right. Well, don't let it occupy you too much. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Romeo, I do want to start with you know that you win the championship in one You have the O two season, then you come into O three, and as we started this look back in the journey. There was the change at safety. You had Rodney Harrison came in. Lauren Malloy ended up leaving. You had a young guy in Eugene Wilson who kind of jumped into the mix as well. And, Romeo, from the defensive coordinator standpoint, I'm curious from you from the starting point just about that whole change and maybe how you thought you were going to use those guys and then all of a sudden it's, oh, I've only got Rodney here, not Rodney to pair up with with a lawyer. Can we kind of start there, how that went down as you saw it? Well, sure, we can start there. But I think uh, before we get to that point, we have to look back uh, because in 2001, you know, we were 500 team, we got hot, and then we were able to go to the Super Bowl and win that one. So we were feeling pretty good defensively about ourselves going into the 2002 season um, because we'd come up with some what we thought were great defensive plans and schemes. Uh, but going into the 2002 season, we tried to use it all, and then it didn't really work the way we anticipated it that it would work. And so uh, we ended up that year in, uh, what, 97, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm and didn't uh, didn't make the playoffs. And so really then, you're back to square one. Um, it's let's win a game, you know, and let's play them one at a time. And uh, so that's that was the, the motto there. We we narrowed down the defense and, and concentrated on the basics and fundamentals. And, and we thought, you know, we knew we had some pretty good talent on the team. Uh, but then... <clears throat> the lawyer Malloy thing came up and, and, you know, we knew that it was going on all through the off season uh, and that nothing had been gotten done yet, but we, we were hoping and we felt like that it would get done because we're getting ready to play a game, you know, and so it has to get done. And then it does not get done. And lawyer is no longer with the team. Uh, And so in the NFL, they don't, uh, postpone or cancel any games, you know. So we had to do what we felt like that we needed to do to play. And so now we had to look at the personnel. And having Rodney was definitely a plus for us because of his experience and the way he went about the game. Um, But after 
that first game without Lawyer. Uh, we go to Buffalo, as a matter of fact, and we lose that one. What uh, thirty-one nothing. Thirty-one nothing. Yeah, and uh, and we uh, we felt like we needed to do something at the safety spot, and uh, <clears throat> and so then we looked at Gene Wilson, this corner that we had uh, had brought in, and. Uh, we felt like that we needed to, to put him on the back end and, and use his ability there on the back end. And so after that first game, um, he moved to safety, and then things started gelling for us a little bit as he he gained more experience. And and uh, he had that corner speed and that corner mentality, but he adapted to the safety position very well. And so that, that helped us tremendously um, from that point on. But it, it was uh, it wasn't an easy transition, you know, because the defense, those guys, felt good about the unit, felt good about who was on the team. Lawyer was a captain at that point, and so uh, I had to talk some of them off the ledge, you know, uh, so that we could. Uh, could line up and get settled in and try to get something done. So we're talking to Romeo Cornell, defensive coordinator, um, as we look back at that 2003 Super Bowl season. Romeo, it's, you know, when we've been doing this every week and had so many different players, Rodney was on, uh, Rosie was on, and just all the ups and downs, especially at the beginning of that season. Now, at this point in time, back in November, November 9th, it's a bye week. At that point in time, the team is 7-2. and two. You've had two losses at any point in time, at what point in time, or if it even occurred, did you guys think on the defensive side that that it was the, the majority of the work would have to come from the defense? Like the offense wasn't the high-flying, high-scoring offense that it's known for now. Back then, it tended to be a grind every now and then. I mean, there was a couple games where – you know, it was like a 17-6 win, a 9-3 win over the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> did you did you guys recognize that the strength was going to be the defense? Well, not necessarily, but like I said, that playing one game at a time mentality, that's what we kind of focused on and tried to do, you know, playing one at a time. And in the NFL, uh, they really don't care what the score is. At the end of the game, if, did you win or did you lose? And even though we were playing close games, we were winning. Uh, and, and so we kind of kept that in our back pocket, tried to emphasize you're winning, let's keep winning, let's do what it takes to win a game, and then let's see how far we can go. Romeo, um, as this defense evolved, at the start of the year, you lost critical players. Ted Johnson went down. Rosie Colvin goes down. Ted Washington goes down. You didn't even get to really get the defense settled in before people started getting hurt. How did you go about coaching around some of those early season injuries to keep this team going in the right direction on defense? Well, I think one of the things that helped tremendously uh, when you start losing quality players like you just mentioned is we had some young guys that uh, who were drafted, who were coming along, had some some backup guys uh, who were able to step in and, and get get the work done. And so I, I think that the fact that we had a good mutual of young guys, but well, you, Eugene Wilson 
you know, and he was able to step in and get a lot done. Ty Warren was, was a top first round draft choice and, and he was a good solid player. You know, uh, Asante Samuel, he comes in and, and he becomes a really good player also, you know, and so having those guys step up, I, I think made a big difference for us. And, and I mentioned some of those draft choices, but we had guys on defense uh, like Bobby Hamilton. Um, he is the salt of the earth. Uh, Anthony Pleasant, you know, and, and all of those guys, they don't have all the accolades like a, a Richard Seymour or, 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 or Willie Mack, you know, all of those kind of guys, but they are solid players. They knew how to play the game. They knew what we needed to have done, and then they were able to get it done. And that made the unit a better unit. Um, you know, because as you talk about it, but I think we had uh, we had three shutouts that game. You know, uh, we reversed the Buffalo situation on the last game of the year. You know, we went from uh, from third. 31 to nothing to 31 to nothing in their favor. Uh, so that was a good move there. But, you know, we shut out Miami in a game. We shut out Dallas in a game. And we had a good scoring defense. I think that um, at the end of that year, our scoring defense was first in the NFL, you know, less than 15 points a game. And so we were, we were not glamorous, but we were steady. Guys know what their job was. They worked like hell at their job, uh, and we were able to win the games. And 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 you know, having a good offense, having good special teams, that all helps. But we we took the attitude that we made sure that our job was done, and we did a good job of doing our job, and that helped the team overall. Talking to Romeo Cornell and Romeo, do you do you think that the um the the practice competition like how valuable was that just on a week to week basis as a, as opposed to getting the right work in cuz i always looked at as an offensive player going against that defense and that you're talking about with all those studs on there i always felt like that was the toughest competition we were going to have and even though we weren't lighting it up in the in, you know on offense but we were definitely ready for any situation well, that that's true, and that all helps. You know, uh, that that's why we practice so that we can put ourselves in position so that when it comes up in the game, we know what to do, we're controlled enough, we're coached well enough that we can execute and get the job done. And so, and I think that's one of the one of the things about a Bill Belichick coach team is that he focuses on one game at a time. He focuses on do your job. Uh, and he focused on it takes a team. And so I, I think that that became our mentality over the time, and, uh, and and so it worked out really good. So how much would you – can you kind of ex- explain to everybody listening like how it really works? So the game game's on Sunday. You, you We win, hang out, great, everybody does everything. How much of the game plan is – is Bill involved in? Was this a Romeo game plan, and then Bill kind of co signed on it, checked it off, or how did it how did it work with you guys? Well, you know, as a head coach, he checks off and co signs on everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and so defensively, we'd put a game plan together, and if there was something that he didn't like about it or didn't think would work, he would let us know. Uh, and if 
what we had put together, he felt good about. He might not say anything, you know. Uh, and and so we went out uh, and we executed the call, executed the plays, and, and went from there. Romeo, as the season went on and you started to get players back like Ted Washington, like I know you mentioned Ty Warren, and even with Richard Seymour, <clears throat> you went slow with Seymour. Now it feels like with the rookies, it's like throw them in there. They were picks. They're high picks. Go throw them in. You guys, it felt like kind of took your time in trying to nurture those high-end draft pick defensive linemen. What was the kind of the psychology behind going slow with, say, Richard Seymour and Ty Warren when you could? Well, the thing about rookies is that they are rookies and they don't know what they don't know. Uh, and they're going to make mistakes. And so we wanted to try to give them as, as much experience and coaching as we could before we threw them into the fire. Uh, I think in today's game, one difference, uh, hey, big difference in my mind, is what some of the guys are getting paid. And the fact that uh, there's a salary cap and you're not able to keep guys like we used to keep them. You know, at, at one time when I got into the league, a guy would come to a team and he would expect to be on that team forever for his whole career. That's what he was kind of thinking about. But in today's game, they uh, they get that rookie contract, and then after the rookie contract, they are ready to get another contract, which generally will be a larger contract. And if they don't think that they can get it where they are, they are more than willing to move somewhere else to get it. Uh, so you have to understand, you know, kind of what you're dealing with from a personnel standpoint uh, and and how they're doing. Because if they're starters, chances are you're going to try to keep them if you can. If you can't, then you move on from them. And they understand that as well, you know, because all of these guys have agents who are, are versed in the business. And so um, they work with their agent as they work with uh, the front office for contracts and things like that. And then the contract doesn't work, then they move on. And so we as coaches have to be prepared for a guy moving on at any time. And when you think about lawyer Malloy, moving on before the first game, um, if you're not prepared, then you get embarrassed like we did, 31 nothing. You know, so um So do you think that's do you think guys, that's do you think it's that's why it's maybe it's do you think it's harder to develop younger players now based on how limited the 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 limited time that you have them and the just the overall, you know, shortened practice opportunities? Well, it's, I don't know that it's harder to develop them, all right, uh, because if you're willing to throw them in to the game situation, um, maybe before they're ready, you know that they're going to make mistakes, and then you have to be willing to live with those mistakes. Uh, and if the bulk of your talent is young rookies and, and you're going with them, even though you say – you won't say that you're rebuilding, but basically you're rebuilding and you know that you got them for three or four years and you need to find out what they can do. So I think that's why this this game today, these young guys get thrown in because the team has to find out what they can do and you can't you can't really go slow with them. 
You know, you can go slow if you have the ability on the team and you can win while you go slow. But if you're not winning and you're still trying to go slow, then these draft horses who are top-rated guys, they need to get in so that you know what you have going forward. And, Romeo, uh, I'm going to do the Lord's work for all of us here at WEEI by asking you one very important question. Um, How much time did, Romeo, you have to spend in that Super Bowl getting ready for Jermaine Wiggins on the other side and what he presented in that Super Bowl uh, for Carolina? Yeah, Jermaine, he's one of those slippery kind of guys. Uh, <laughs> but but going into the game, you know, we hey, if a team gets to the Super Bowl, they're a good football team. They got good personnel. Um, but the thing that worried me the most, not before the game, it was during the game. In the Super Bowls, in my experience, there, particularly with New England, uh, because all the games we played were dome games. And in the fourth quarter, our DBs, they began to get tight, muscles are tightened up, cramping a little bit, getting tired. Like uh, Rodney broke his arm one one time, and boom, he's out, and you don't have him. So <clears throat> the fourth quarters are the ones that worry me the most about the Super Bowls. Uh, and as you well know, during that time, uh, we didn't have that wide-open offense uh, that can get you 40 points, and then you can sit back we were just nip and tuck, and I think all three of the Super Bowls that we won while I was there were three-point games, you know. So you go down to the wire and you have to fight it, and then the fourth quarter when those DBs are tired from uh, all the body heat that's in the stadium, all the adrenaline that's been going all game, and uh, they don't see what they need to see, their steps slow, then you are worried, and that's what I was worried the most about. Um, particularly in that Carolina game, um, they had a big receiver. I can't think of his name right now. Mohammed. But he had good. Mohammed. Yeah. Mushin Mohammed. Yeah. Yeah. And they also yeah. had Steve Smith Sr., who's now senior. Back then, he was just Steve Smith. And they had, yeah. uh, you know, uh, who was another. And Slippery Wiggy. And uh, Ricky Prohl. And then Slippery Wiggy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> in the fourth quarter, when we were tired. And we had a cover two call, so we should we should have been okay. Or right, but Muhammad, he ran straight down the field, and none of my guys acted like they saw him. They didn't recognize the guy who's tall as he is or as big as he is, and allowed him to run straight down the field. I mean, I almost went crazy on that one, uh, but. Hey. We survived it and got past it and were able to win the game. But every fourth quarter, those DBs, you know, they get worn down a little bit. And so you have to stay on top of that uh, with those guys because of the adrenaline, uh, the heat, with all the stadiums being filled full and this inside. So it holds all that heat and those guys running. Uh, it wears them down a little. Wow, that is great That's insight, Romeo. Love no, it. that is really good stuff. Thank you so much for the time, Romeo. We really appreciate it. Great breakdown, and uh, thanks again. And if we do this uh, again next year for 04, hopefully we can uh, have you back to talk about that season as well. 
Okay, that sounds good. There we go. Oh, the, Romeo, thanks, Romeo, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. There goes uh, Romeo Cronell.